I tend to give things a try once and then figure out a way I can do it myself. And that is with everything in my life, you know, give a mechanic a chance. If he can't change my battery, you know what? There's a YouTube video that can show me how to do it. I'm the oldest girl of seven kids. So it's always kind of been like, try to do it yourself. You know, don't just talk about it, be about it. This is Making Us, a podcast about makers, artisans, and creators. We dive into their story, how they approach their craft, and the meaning behind the things they make. I'm Mike Giordani, and in this episode, a hairstylist and esthetician who struggled to treat a skin condition that her baby developed. Her solution? Creating her own body butter. It not only healed her son, but ended up spreading across the community. Since then, she's expanded her product line while keeping everything organic and handmade. We'll talk about how her formula and packaging came together, how starting this company has changed her, and a resource you can use to assess the toxicity of products you keep in your home. My guest today is Monique Bowman, the founder of Honeybees. Hi, Monique. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Most of us have had a bad haircut at some point, but you had a situation that went so badly that it's the reason you got into hair? Yes, it's a very terrible story. So my mom is Italian and Hungarian. She has uh, stick straight jet black hair. And she's has these little curly head, poofy hair kids running around. And so <laughs> I remember she takes me to one of her friends in Brooklyn to get my hair done. And I'm so excited, you know, she didn't know how to do my hair. She, she couldn't manage it. And I get it. She took me and I was there for maybe four hours. Um, and I just went in for a trim. This is what we discussed on the ride there. So I turn around after four hours and I have two inches of hair and a jerry curl. And I'm, I'm, I'm bawling. Oh no. Crying. I'm distraught. And the woman's like, this will be easier for you to manage. You know, it'll be, it'll be easier for your mom to manage, but I'm going into seventh grade. So (laughs) in seventh grade for that whole year, everyone calls me a little boy. And that was the year I was like, you know what, mom, you're fired. Like, I love you, but you're fired. I'm not going to any more of your friends. I'm going to learn how to do my own hair. (laughs) She got fired that year. Um, And as my hair grew out, it was hilarious. I was, it was shoulder length. And then I was Hillary from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And (laughs) when I got to high school, it was huge, but it had no shape because I was terrified to cut it again. So they're like, oh yeah, scary spice. And I'm like, okay, all right. Um, But that year I started doing my siblings hair. I did hair for prom. Um, and I just kind of like, you know, I was like, I, I can do it. I can learn it. Whoa. And I can do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been really tough, especially as a teenager, when you're trying to figure out your identity and hair is a big part of that. Look at the way you responded, though. I mean, there's so much self-reliance in that. Yes. <laughs> So you started doing hair professionally and you've done that for a while now. What prompted you to make body butter for the first time? 
my son, who's six now, um, he's allergic to everything on the planet, whether he ingests it or whether he touches it. He has some kind of breakout or rash or indigestion. You know, it's it's just kind of been it's been like a learning curve for me as a person, but as a mom and also as a provider. Um, so honeybees actually started when he was around seven months um, and he started to get eczema on his cheeks. And no mom wants to see their baby with like this red rashy and I'm like crying and you're like, I'm such a bad mom. Um, so I took him to the doctors and they're like, it's eczema. We'll give you this lotion. Um, and the lotion was a prescription amlactin. And I could be butchering that, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Um, and I rubbed it on his cheeks and, and the doctor's like, use this for a few weeks. It should clear up. So I used it for about three weeks. Um, and I knew in the first week it was getting worse. And now he was having clogged pores on top of the eczema. Um, and at about three weeks, it had spread from his cheeks to his neck and he's breaking out and he's really fussy. And so I'm just mm. distraught. I can't imagine what you must have been feeling at the time. How did you start to deal with that? Um, so I do some research about like, you know, things that are good for babies, gentle on their skin, but also with some kind of antibacterial properties um, to kind of clean gently whatever's on the skin. And, you know, the first thing that pops up in Google is coconut oil. And I'm like, well, great. I've got like the Costco size coconut oil in my kitchen. I'm just <laughs> going to slather that on him. Um, but he just looked like this little grease ball. So <laughs> I started to research... Um, Things to mix in so that it wasn't so runny and oily. Um, and shea butter comes up and it also has amazing skin healing properties and nurturing properties, as well as um, argan oil and jojoba oil and cocoa butter. I really use it because I like the smell. Nice. This really started like one night, you know, 10 o'clock at night, my husband goes to sleep and I'm just like, I've ordered a ton of things off of Amazon and I'm just like, I don't have a double broiler and I don't have really anything that I need, but I'm going to make it work. So I'm like pouring things in pots and mixing them up and it's like one in the morning and I'm, I've got my KitchenAid going and my <laughs> husband comes out and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I need to do something for his face because he needs to, he's so cute and look at his face. Um, and. <laughs> I I wound up making like a cream and I was like, oh, this looks like whipped cream and I'm smothering it on him. I'm not smothering it on him, but I'm slathering it on him <laughs> and I'm like from head to toe, literally all over and he smells delicious and within two weeks, his skin cleared up. Wow. I'm like really with you in the 1 a.m. like birth moment for, for this company. <laughs> um, do you have any ideas why that worked? I shared that story with one of my clients who's a naturopath. And I was like, you know, I tried the amlactin and it wasn't working. And it was kind of just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Do you have something better you can recommend? Right. And she says, well, no wonder, you know, the amlactin isn't working. Have you been onto the EWG? And I was like, the what? Um, and for those of you who don't know, 
If you don't want to throw out everything in your house, don't go here. But it's a website and it tells you pretty much the main ingredients in everything that's in your house that you use on your skin, for your skin, that you put in your body, or that you even use to clean. And it shows the level of toxicity in each product. And so amlactin, when I went on and looked it up, one of the main ingredients in it actually is also the main ingredient for brake fluid. So I was like, well, no wonder his <laughs> like cheeks are bright red and his claw, his pores are clogged. So I stopped that there um, and she told me, I pretty much told her what I had mixed together and how it was working. And she said, you know, you're on the right path. Everyone's skin is different, but if this is working for him, you know, continue to do it. Um, and so I did. Yeah, that's pretty amazing <laughs> that you took a tough situation as a mom and turned it around for him and now so many other people. Yes. I think one of the things that stand out to me about your story is you had this like maker instinct, right? Absolutely. It wasn't, oh, let me go back to the doctor, see if he can prescribe something else, or mm -hmm. let me do some research and find another yes. sort of mass produced item out there. <sighs> what led you down the making path versus that other path that I think most people would probably <laughs> go for? I did do research on um, a lot of products out there, but with the help of the EWG, it was kind of like, if I can't pronounce it, maybe don't put it on my baby, you know? Um, and so I just, I don't know. I, th I think some people think that it's really brilliant and creative. Um, but for me, it was just me really needing to micromanage what was going into what I was going to put on my son. <laughs> okay, so take me back to the moment the idea came to you to start selling this body butter? I started using it. Um, my sisters would come over and, and give my nieces and nephew a bath and then they'd put it on and like, I smell like cookies. Um, my sister is a manicurist and she will use it on cuticles and she's like, oh, it heals them so well. And you know, everything that's in it, everything that's in it is natural, organic um, and fair trade. I try to do locally sourced. Um, my sister's like, you should package this and sell it to people. And I was like, nobody's going to buy this cream that I make in my kitchen. And she's like, I would buy it. I'm like, that's different. <laughs> and then you fast forward. Or my forward. sister, it doesn't yeah, count. Exactly. You would buy anything from my room. <laughs> you would take everything. Come on now. Talk to me about your packaging. If you see it on a shelf, I think it really stands out. It's beautiful. It's distinct. It's clear that you put a lot of thought into it. As a woman and as a stylist, packaging to me is everything. Packaging is the reason why I purchase something or I don't purchase something because I need it and want it to look a certain way. And that's not just for like my bathroom and how it's going to look. That's also for like if I'm going to gift it to someone, how is it going to look? So I'm like body butter. And when you Google it, most of it is in like plastic containers um, or mason jars. For me, I was like, no, I'm going to do something else. You know, there's no preservatives um, with the exception of vitamin E oil, which is a natural preservative um, in my body butter. So I wanted a container that would preserve the butter for the max amount of time that it could be preserved 
without artificial preservatives. And that led me to um, UV jars. And the UV jars, they're I think they're really cute. They're pretty. Um, if you hold them up to the light, they're like purple or blue, um, but they block out UV rays. And they're also able to seal pretty tight, but they are reusable. So I just like to think that a conscious buyer um, and a conscious community would reuse the jar in a way that makes them happy, whether it's your your bath salts or your, my husband likes to put his dried herbs in them, um, something like that. I even went as far to make sure that our sticker is waterproof and can be removed without ruining the jar. So when you're done with your body butter, you can just peel it right off. And then you have a beautiful jar to reuse. Oh, I love that. So by now you have a formula that your family's using. You've figured out the packaging. Where did you take the development from there? After that, we nailed our recipe. I say we, but it's me. I nailed my recipe and I put it in a jar and I'm really lucky to be a hairstylist because I have this community of women and men and just like overtime friendships that I've created. Um, And you know, there are the clients who I I gave the product to and I'm like, can you try this? And they don't want to hurt my feelings. So they're like, it was great. But then there are also the clients who are like, well, I would do this, 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 and this. And what are you doing about marketing? And I'm like, oh, okay, great. Awesome. Like, can I take you to lunch? (laughs) Can you walk me through you know, what you would do as a design tech to do it differently. Um, and so I had a few lunches like that. Do you remember the first order that came in? I had um, a client who I gave the product to come to me around Christmas time, like 2019. And she's like, I would love to give this as a gift to someone. And I was like, wow, really? like, seriously? And she's like, yeah, like, I love it. I love how it feels. I love how it smells. It's beautiful. Like, I would like to give this as like a stocking stuffer to a sister-in-law or a mother-in-law or, you know, a cousin or friend. Um, and I was like, okay, all right. Like, I can, I can make you a batch. I can make you an order. You tell me how many and, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, And that was the first, you know, it takes a while to get to the first. But after that, it was Christmas and then it was New Year's baskets and then it was Valentine's Day gifts and then it was Mother's Day. And I was like, you know, this might not be something that I throw into Whole Foods or Pharmaca, but like small niche communities, this is something that people are appreciating. So, you know, let's 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 get a website up let's let's make this official let's let's do this and it's always so scary to put yourself out there for me this was like this was my other baby that I had for my baby so then I'm putting my baby out there and it's really nerve-wracking I'm glad you're saying that because that's a part of the experience that we don't often talk about that it's really exciting and at the same time really scary to put something new out there into the world, especially when it's so personal, like you said. What does a typical day in the making kitchen look like 
Can you take me behind the scenes? The greatest thing about all of my current products is that there's one base, um, and it's usually shea butter and coconut oil. Um, so a typical day in the making kitchen for me is pounds of shea butter and cocoa butter and oils everywhere. And I've got double broilers going and I'm making, I try to do one at a time and it's usually body butter because then, you know, the house smells like cookies and <laughs> it. I love the smell. So it kind of gets me motivated and there's some music going. And then um, I'm like, I put out all my jars um, and I really... If you open the jar, you can see there's like a little flower rose petal on top. So I like to think that when people open that, they're like, oh, that's super sweet. I kind of like lay everything out, decide what to do first, make, package, um, and then finish. But it's usually like in a in a home setting, like... I've got music playing, you know, my kids sitting on the couch and I'm I'm asking him for help and he's refusing. And so <laughs> it's it's really it really is like me taking time out of my day. I'm usually not making until breakfast is done and I have at least three hours where someone won't need to be fed. Um <laughs> and that's about it. I, I just think it's hilarious that the kid who started this all is now sitting on a couch going, no, I don't want to help. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm my own person now. It's kind of come full yeah, circle. exactly. Can we talk about your product line and how it has grown since the body butter? It started with body butter and I've moved into body mists as well as soaps and bath bombs. Um, and in the future, I'd like to be like shampoos and conditioner for curly hair. So... It'll take it'll take some time, you know, just getting getting the body butter off the ground took about a year. Um, I did it slow, <laughs> but I, I like to also think that I did it consciously and right. It's really cool to see how you've expanded it so far and stayed committed to it being handmade and and really thoughtful. How would you say this experience has changed you? I like to think that it has changed my life for better. Um, being an esthetician, being a hairstylist, you know, more, 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 more products, more this, more skincare, more, more. Um, and that is just me being a consumer. Um, more has to be better, right? Um, but this has kind of taught me that Less is actually okay. And sometimes in some instances, less is better. And so when I realized that in my products, I kind of tried to find ways to implement that in my life, <laughs> which is funny because I used to straighten my hair a lot, super straight. I needed it to be straight. Um, and I don't need it to be super straight. It's fine to be curly. I actually have more time when I'm not spending it doing silly things like night routines and straightening my hair. Um, so I think it's just, it's changed me to kind of step back from the the mass consumption of things and needs um, and really just figure out 
that I don't I don't need a lot. And once you you have that time back from doing things like for example my hair takes forever. So once I have that 3 hours back to let it go naturally curly, now I can, you know, come up with another idea what's next for honeybees or finally go build like a 30 hour Lego project with my son that he's going to wreck in two minutes. But he had fun doing that. And I wasn't locked in my room using 18 soaps or (laughs) straightening my hair or, you know, going out and needing to purchase mass amounts of things. That's a really great reminder. You're making me think here (laughs) about ways that, you know, that I could be staying true to what's actually important in life. Looking into the future, what's the vision that gets you excited to keep doing this? Um, I would love to stay small batch and handmade. Um, I think most people are like, you know, I'd like to put a brand out there and then get it bought and sold and but like I've said, this is like, a, it's a baby for me. I'd like to see it grow and, and go off to college. Um, but when it gets to college, I don't want to just let it go. I'd, I'd like to turn it into like an apothecary. Um, and if that apothecary is only here in Marin, I'm happy. Um, if we have a space up in Sonoma, that's great. Uh, If we have a space over in the East Coast, I don't know, New York, Soho, I'd love it. Um, But I really would like it to stay small and and handmade and clean and personal. I would like to, and the reason why my heart is so set on an apothecary is because I'd like to have people who go to apothecaries are returning customers. And I like to see clients and customers come in, and and that's from being a hairdresser. Like, you know, hey, Dan, how's the wife? Here's her soap. Body butter's in here. You know, like, I, I, I like to build those relationships. I feel like we need that as people. I feel like the pandemic really helped a lot of people understand that we need that human interaction as people. And being able to personalize and customize and give someone a little package made from me to them. Um, it makes me, it makes me happy. It's time for Q&A. You submit a question and today's maker will answer it. Oh, hey, hi. Hello there, Monique. Um, I'm going to just be honest. You know, I haven't been very careful about my skincare at all. And I'm just coming around to that. So I want to know, you know, can you tell us what your skincare routine looks like? Like how many products you use and, you know, all that good stuff. Thanks a lot. So I would say if you're just coming around to it, Don't be too hard on yourself. You know, it's never too late to adjust. Um, And like I said before, less is more. So all you really need is a good face wash, a good body wash. Um, You can do a few exfoliants if you need to. You have dry skin or there's dead skin. And then a moisturizer that is also a sunblock is pretty much all you need. Less is more. I find that when people delve into this cream and that cream and that cream and this cream, then you're having um, skin reactions and and then you need this cream to fix that 
and then that cream to fix this. So just keep it simple. And I know that sounds like, you know, super, I don't know, basic, but keep it simple. This is Monica from Kentfield, California. A friend of mine gave me your body butter as a gift, and now I'm a big fan. Here's my question. What do you wish people knew about you and honeybees that may not be obvious right away? Okay, bye. Hmm. You know, one thing that I think people always, they don't always ask, so I'm going to share the name honeybees. It is spelled H-O-N-E-I-I-B-E-E. And that is actually a nickname that was given to me by my grandma. I am Honeybee. Um, And she always said, you know, you're cute and you're sweet and you're fun to look at, but there's a little bit of sting going on there. So, you know, it it applies to my day-to-day life. Um, But I also want people to know that the name, not just the product, comes from something that is important to me. Uh, It's not an Instagram handle. I didn't find it on Google. It actually is something that is really special to me. Where does the spelling come from? That is my grandma. My grandma is, um, she is Italian, born and raised. Um, And she's she's funny because she would always just say random things or like make up her own words or like leave me these little notes on my lunch and I'd be like what she can't that this the spelling's wrong and then she's like it's not wrong it's how I spell it and I'm like okay (laughs) then it's right The person who questioned it is no longer here. (laughs) It's how I spell it, too, actually, from now on. (laughs) And if you don't, you're wrong. So, hey. (laughs) Hi, Gregory here calling from Ridgefield, Washington. Uh, One of my favorite things about this show is uh, hearing how uh, people find their own way to grow their business. Uh, My question for Monique is what has been the most uh, interesting or surprising part of your experience so far building your company? You know, it's really been my community and my local support. I love how when there's an event or there's a wedding or there's a holiday, clients will call me and ask me to package together gifts. It makes me really happy because obviously they could go anywhere and and purchase anything. But the fact that I'm in the forefront of their mind and they want my products to give to their friends and loved ones, it just makes me, it makes me feel really taken care of. You know what I mean? My, My husband had a coworker whose friends were flying in from the East Coast and she's like, I would love Monique to make a basket for my my friend and her husband. They're going up to Napa. Um, They're here for a little bit. They just want to do a couple's retreat. Can she throw something together? And I was like, yes, I can. I'm already working on it. (laughs) So I'm like making a basket and I, I threw some bath bombs in there for them. And 
she loved it and, and I didn't hear from her for a while and then she texts me and she's like they really love the bath bombs you know they did something they hadn't done in a while they took a couple's bath together and oh my gosh thank you so much and I was like oh like even now it gives me goosebumps because just something as simple as me like you know singing Sam Hunt and making a bath bomb and then giving it to someone brought them together in a way that they haven't been together in a while. And who would think that, you know, a bath bomb could do that? Yeah. This was awesome. Thanks for joining me, Monique. Yes, thank you for having me. I was happy to be here. That's Monique Bowman from Honeybees, based in Nevada, California. I love the way Monique takes matters into her own hands. What she said at the beginning pretty much sums up the kind of person I think she is. Don't just talk about it, be about it. You can find a full transcript and notes from today's conversation and send questions for future guests on our website, makingus.com. We have new episodes coming out every other week, so if you like what you heard today, go ahead and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Mike Giordani. This episode was produced with audio engineering by Alex Roses, production assistance by Casey Miller, and music by Dustin Ransom and Philip Barnes. Thanks so much for listening to Making Us. See you next time. Mm-hmm.